This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inconceivable! I promise to love you. It's the only way to be sure. I'm Batman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Slice of Film, where today we are taking a slice out of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I have the one and only Indiana Jones expert on with me. His name is Chris Balga, the man without fear himself. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Katie. Yes, I'm very excited. Y'all, we are recording these well in advance, but, you know, I like to have backups because backups are always nice to have. Um, But also, just to kind of get us ready for indiana jones 5 so we'll be going through all four of the current movies and um then obviously when indiana jones hits us um in summer of 2023 we'll be ready for it we'll be right here so um but first things first um because we're recording this so far well in advance i'm not gonna say anything related to shows because it's gonna be all in the description box below for you guys to check out um so Whatever shows we're running, it's right now it's eight shows, seven days a week. So um 
there are three ways you can support us as a podcast. The first way is via Patreon, where we have two tiers. Uh, the $1 tier helps keep the film reels running around here, and the $5 tier gets y'all ad-free episodes, exclusive episodes, and any early episodes we may drop. Uh, and the second way to support us is by listening to the ads. Yes, we are an ad-supported show, ad-supported network. And uh, I will give you a warning before those ads are to occur, but just so you know now, we don't get to choose who the ads are from, nor how many times you hear the same ad in the same episode, nor how loud those ads are. So again, warning just to help you prepare those volume levels. We appreciate it. Uh, and the final way to support us is by taking 30 seconds and rating and reviewing us on your podcatcher of choice. Those reviews help put us into the feeds of other listeners who may not be following us on social media. And with that, I'm going to hand it away to Chris. Tell us, uh, obviously, spoiler warning, but it's Indiana Jones, y'all. Harrison Ford, get with the program. Um, even I've seen this. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... With that, Chris, tell us what Indiana Jones is. Uh, Indiana Jones is a archaeologist who's, as, as they say, you know, uh, you know, a studier of the occult, looking at you know finding, you know, going around the world and finding the lovely, you know, hidden treasures from you know forgotten civilizations, things like that, for you know fortune and glory, at that point, but always to make sure to benefit like. The museum that he supports at that point with his friend Marcus. So, um, you know, I, lo I love it that you say, you know, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost, Ar Lost Ark. Um, I'm one of these saying, like, I get why they added it. It was just like, I'm, I'm a little bit of purist, and so it is forever be known to me as Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the original title? Yep, that is the original title. They added the Indiana Jones in the last few years to kind of synergy. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, because everything else is Indiana Jones and X. So, yep. sense. I didn't know that. Because mm -hmm. this poster, which is on the 1982 theatrical release poster that I'm saying on Wikipedia, uh, it has the return of the great adventure on the top of it. Yep. And so, I guess, where were. So, we're in 1936. Um, so, fight the Nazis and everything. Nazis are trying to find great weaponry, which mm -hmm. first thing that we know of is the Ark of the Covenant. So a major piece of Jewish history um, and Christian history. Uh, but yeah, where do you want to go, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, this this is interesting, just kind of looking at how this was created, because Spielberg uh, the director of the this series up and up until the you know the as you said the aforementioned uh, future Indiana Jones five has been the director of all uh, of this series since the beginning, and he always wanted to do a Bond movie, but um, right around the time the uh, um, Star Wars: A New Hope came out and that was proven success, he's always been close friends with George Lucas and George Lucas and him were talking on a beach building a sandcastle, legit building a sandcastle. <laughs> when he pitched uh, Spielberg saying, well, I've got something better for you, an adventure movie called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And um, that's kind of how it kind of got started, where you know, they always had disagreements about how how Indiana, uh, you know, Henry Jones Jr. should be portrayed. Uh, Lucas saw him as a 007 playboy, while Spielberg wanted him to kind of keep the adventurer from like, 
the serials of the 1930s and 40s, like the, this this hidden this adventurer gallivanting around the world trying to find this lost treasure. And I I I saw this um jeez, when I was probably <laughs> 5 or 6 years old. Um I was born in 84, so way after this had ever come out. And so just about like the idea of just someone going around and using history to find these lost treasures and this this hidden meaning and obviously fighting the Nazis that's always a good thing you know and just seeing the charisma of Harrison Ford and just like he's not the perfect protagonist he's not the perfect hero but it's always it's always a fun ride with him and so I think that was probably my first movie I've ever seen Harrison Ford and I've been a Harrison Ford fan ever since yeah so I, yeah. I don't know. The one thing that I always remember, the only fun fact I know about this one is the scene where he shoots mm -hmm. the guy um, is when he was like sick with a fever and was just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had tried to do, he wanted the maneuver with the whip and it just wasn't working. It, <laughs> he said, Stephen, could I just shoot him and get it done? Which stunk <laughs> because they didn't tell the performer, the actor, that and so until the very last minute and so he had rehearsed this kind of big elaborate fight and when they told him like he was ticked he was so oh. ticked off at that point um and, and kind of famously that um tom Selleck was set up to be indiana jones um oh, i didn't know yeah, that yeah he was steven spielberg's second choice um and Harrison was his first, but however, George Lucas objected to Harrison Ford being it simply because he had been, he had worked with Ford on American Graffiti and Han Solo in, in the Star Wars films. And even if you, you being Star Wars, you know, probably Harrison <laughs> wasn't his first choice for Han Solo because of that reason. Yeah. And he just didn't want to be like he, he they all were friends with. Um, oh, who was it? Um, Martin Scorsese. And Scorsese had also been kind of using Robert De Niro. And so he was like, I don't want to be like, you don't want to be like, I don't want to be like Robert De Niro. Like, um, but Scorsese always using De Niro. So Selleck <laughs> had been cast as Indiana Jones. But why he couldn't do it was because of Magnum P.I. And Magnum P.I. Uh... Uh, shooting schedule would not, would not, can, would not open that up. And so Harrison Ford got cut in i mean there is actual footage of selick wearing you know wearing the wearing the the jacket the hat everything like that so i mean he it was very close to history being changed wow i can't imagine that like would he have had the the mustache like the traditional yes. mustache yep. the mustache was gonna stay wow <laughs> oh my gosh because oh, he was he, he think... was in he, he wasn't leaving magnum pi and so that's that's the tom Selleck. i mean tom Selleck has kept that I think there's only been rare occasions where he has shaven it off at that point. He's kind of like, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's it's just who he is. So yeah. But but yeah, and also uh, another uh, first. Uh, Alpha, this is Alpha Molina Molina's very first role in a movie. Oh, he, right. yeah, uh, Doc Ock for you know of of recent fame at that point um oh. he, he plays he plays one of the um people who's working with indy in the beginning of the movie and the one that betrays him yes. like yes yeah, so that's this is his very first movie oh okay yep how, 
because I was. Well, I think this is his first credited role. His first credited role. So. Fair. No, I was watching it and I was like, wait, who? Why does that guy look familiar? Because like I've seen <laughs> this film probably like eight, nine times. This mm-hmm. is probably like my most watched franchise besides Star Wars at this point. Like being completely honest. Um, and I, I'm finally starting to get to the point where I can recognize actors mm-hmm. and i'm proud of myself for that so but yeah that's cool but yeah like it, it's just i love it how it opens up in the movie where you you don't even see indy until like after the credits rolling you see he's walking but you see him from the back at that point and it's only until like one of the guys betr- tries to betray him shoot him in the back and he takes the whip out and then he walks in that in that John Williams theme just kind of kicks in at that point yep. he walks from the shadows to the sunlight and it's just like you we the man has not uttered one word and he has established himself as you're not one to trifle with Indiana Jones absolutely and you know like watching that i i can imagine that if they like if this was a brand new film or whatever that would have been like the reveal of who indiana jones were if this was like a recast or something Mm -hmm. that would be the reveal video similar like doctor who like where they're kind of like doing the iconic uh elements of the role so yeah it was pretty spectacular just like the presence he holds the gravitas Mm -hmm. um and harrison ford just really kills it and I mean, there there's a reason why he's he's a legend for it. I mean, you so seeing this film in the eighties, um, well, early nineties, probably. Mm-hmm. You said five or six, so yeah, like late eighties. So, yeah, very late eighties, if not like ninety. Yeah, born in eighty four, so yeah, very late eighties. Yeah. So when this film was originally released, it released June 12th, 1981, mm-hmm. uh, and had a budget of $20 million and uh, with re-releases and everything, has a total box office of $390 million. So it's a franchise, mm-hmm. and it it made the big bucks. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's, again, it's just one of those kind of, like he said, this is Spielberg's. This is Spielberg's tip of the hat to the B movie serial adventure stories. Like he he wanted to take all the tropes that you know was way back when that he grew up watching, what he inspired him to be a filmmaker, and put it all into this film. I mean, there was not necessarily a plan for this to be a a you know franchise where itself. You know, again, you don't necessarily plan on that because you try to put everything in this one movie. But, you know, kind of where, I mean, the world building he does in the sense of, like, the time period in World War II and just the Nazis trying to find any kind of, like, occult-like, you know, religious artifacts that they could use against the Allies. It, it's I just like it when he's, Indiana's meeting with the government officials and they say, you know, Dr. Jones, we've heard a lot about you. Professor of archaeology, expert on the occult, and how does one say obtainer of rare antiquities? And, and they bring up the idea, like you said, of the of the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. And, you know, while Indy asks if the two officials ever went to Sunday school, he doesn't seem to have played close attention to the Ark history as well. Um, it's a little it's a little off. They kind of make it very simple, but being a a uh, a, a former uh uh, a, 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 I'll say it lapsed Catholic at that point. I do remember a number <laughs> of things when it came to the Ark of the Covenant because I love this movie. And it doesn't just, it 
contains not just the first broken tablets of the Ten Commandments, but the second sin. It also supposedly contains the bowl of manna uh, and Aaron's flowering staff. It's carried into it is carried into battle and around the walls of Jericho, which fall when the trumpets are blown. But there is nothing in the Bible about it leveling mountains or shooting death rays. Oddly enough, oddly enough, he doesn't tell them about the two most significant precautions in the Bible. Don't touch it and don't look into it. Though he apparently remembers the last part at the end of the, See, <laughs> end of the movie. I was going to ask you yeah. that because I've always wondered. How does he know? And like I did Sunday school, but I very far removed from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't put that together. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. If that's one of the rules that are listed, then yeah, that makes. Yeah, it, but I always it's, wondered. It's supposed to bring plagues to enemies who capture it. Uh, the reason for the prohibitions is that the ark symbolizes the presence of God and serving as His throne or footstool. Um, Happily, the Ark in the movie appears in an, as an accurate replica of what it is supposedly supposed to look like. So, but yes, yeah, but it's it's this whole idea like looking at, and that's what's made, I mean, in all three of the, all four of the, outside of the fourth one, you know, the, the three movies, the three original part of the original trilogy were all religious artifacts in some way, shape, or form. You got the ark, you've got the uh, three stones, and then you've got the the uh, the cup of Christ. So yeah. it's it's interesting that turning religious symbols into weapons was an interesting idea. Yeah, especially like when you look at it, considering um, like the Nazis disdain for jewish culture and jews in general so pulling in a distinctly jewish artifact for part of their conquest it's kind of ironic yeah they they actually had to throw in a line just to make that clear just saying oh you really we realize the nazis are hatred of jews so they actually i can't remember where it is particularly i think it's toward the end in the sense of they kind of throw a knock they throw a jewish kind of knock in there amongst the nazis to kind of bring that point clear yeah, I know which line you're talking about because I I meant to write it down and I completely mm-hmm. forgot. But it's the uh, it's oh. the only line that the Nazis that's written by the, that's put in there for to kind of bring out the point saying, oh yeah, remember they're Nazis, they don't care much for the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we are gonna hit our first ad break and we will be right back in three, two, one. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So, um, but it's it's just this idea where, you know, you're given the mission at that point, And, you know, the scene where um, his friend Brody, who, who's one of the people of the museum that they're going to get the arc for, he goes back to Indy's house. And you know how Indy's in a in kind of an interesting robe, like he's going to bed, like a smoking jacket, things like that. Yeah. Well, there was supposedly a scene where he was actually entertaining a young lady at that point, oh. and he was coming in from that. That it never got fully shot at that point. They just kind of kept <laughs> the scene where it was because no one knows any different. He's just kind of having a nightcap, you know, as it were. Um, but I just like it that even though he's he's getting the fortune and glory from this. His commitment is to put this in a museum to like show it for the world at that point. And, you know, when you get to kind of understand like that quote unquote power of the arc, it's just like, they're never going to let you just put this in the museum as yep. later in the movie is shows off at that point. <laughs> but it, it's just him go, trying to find everything around the world to try to find, to beat the Nazis, to beat them to this thing, to make sure they don't get it. And, what I really, you know, the the character of of Marion Ravenwood played expertly and amazingly by Karen Allen. Um, she establishes a history with Indy that none of us is like. This is the first time we've ever seen these characters, and she establishes a history with him that really was just like, oh, you. It's not just like your ex lover. You've had a long history with Indy. Yeah, it. She plays it really well. Because, like you said, we never see their history and what it entails. Um, but she's able to add that depth and uh, that anger, which her character uh, has, um, really well and gives you that, oh, okay, they know each other really well <laughs> and something really bad happened. Yeah. And especially the line that she says, I was a child, you know, I was in love at that point. There was, it's never really fully established, like, there was a debate of how old Marion was when things happened <laughs> at, yeah. at that point. And it's just, it's never fully said because they don't want to get icky like that. 
they said they didn't want to they, yeah. they had a lot they had a lot of debate and you know lost of us will say i was a child well you know maybe 18 19 a child as it were at that point you know yeah um it it's it's one of the things that you know interesting enough like another star wars connection there's a few in this movie but uh harrison ford taking this role uh he had to turn down doing the npr radio drama of star wars uh for it yeah at that point because of this which i think yep, good compromise <laughs> i'd say that was more <laughs> very good compromise yes yeah, very good compromise at that point um but it, it's it also shows that marion is not the damsel in distress because as she kicks indy out I and mean, it's revealed that she's got the headpiece to the staff of Ra that he's looking for um that her father that her father had and the Nazis come in and like, even though they kind of take her down, but she's willing to stand toe to toe with them. Like she, I like it. I, I like it when you have, if it's quote unquote, the love interest or anything like that, it can stand toe to toe to toe with the quote unquote hero. Like she's not the damsel in distress. She can, she can not just drink people under the table. She can also lie, cheat and find a way out of her own situation. Yeah. And that's, really impressive especially for it being a film of the 80s like just being plain honest like most times like and don't get me wrong marion does have some damsel in distress moments she does in this movie but she's still a powerful woman that is able to kind of finagle her way around things and does her best to get out of situations instead mm -hmm. of just waiting to be saved um so it's a really impressive move for a film of the 80s ahead of its time <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i like that when they go and again they continue kind of rekindling the relationship when they go to cairo and then we meet sala and i love sala i i i, I love sala so much and, and how you know it's one of those characters that you know i was so happy when he returns in last crusade at that point not as not as big of a part, but just as a more of important, and you know, John Reese davies playing him expertly of just trying yeah. to, again, world building. Indy has made many friends over the years. These are people and connections that help him and, and finding ways to get what he needs. And it's just as, as he's able to go through, you know, and get to the dig site and have those discoveries. Like, I feel like, going in i'm there with indy like trying to see like trying to go in trying to find those areas trying to have those moments of discovery like that is so so cool just to have that kind of movie experience like unlike star like star wars which i have seen every single star wars movie in the theaters um because i got to see the special editions in theaters i never had the experience outside of um kingdom of the crystal skull to see indiana jones in the theater so it, it's one of those things that I've got a good home entertainment setup, but there's just something about seeing these types of movies in the theater. Like it's just something is missing from, from it, just seeing it at home. Yeah. I, I can definitely feel that as well. It makes me interested to see if maybe they'll consider doing re-releases because mm -hmm. like Disney made the choice to re-release Rogue One before Andor came out. So true. Uh, it may be something that happens. Yeah, it, considering this will be Harrison's last time as Indy, so yeah, it, it's I'm more I'm just very happy we're getting a, a proper send off because <laughs> when we get to four, <laughs> I don't have many positives to say. 
It'll just be a we we drink and we roast a movie. <laughs> oh, It'll I'll say fun. there there's some positives, but it's just like. Mm. But anyways, we're talking about this movie. But I, I also like th- this battle. Like we get the battle between him and Belloc in the beginning of the movie. Like we establish like who his villain is, but we also kind of think it's a one off when he he takes that kind of the the fertility um, statue from him. He doesn't do any of the work, and then we meet him again, saying, "Oh." The Nazis are working with Belloc, and he ha- after Marin is supposedly killed in the kind of this this kind of street fight, um, like he says, you know, why don't you work with me? You know, it's <laughs> Harrison just has a great delivery of these types of lines, and he says, you know, what the arc is? It's a transmitter. It's a it's a way to communicate <laughs> with God. He says, you want to talk to God? let's talk to him together. I got nothing better to do. And it's just ready to go down swinging at that point, not thinking that all these people are like, like basically his armed bodyguards, they all turn weapons on him. And then Salah's kids comes in and gets them. And, <laughs> you know, I, this is so impressive sending your own kids in there, like knowing, Oh, okay. People are probably about to start shooting, but mm-hmm. let's go ahead and send my kids in there. And like, I like to, I'd like to think that he does know at that moment when he's sending his kids in, he thinks like he's just getting Indy. I don't think at that moment that they're, uh, <laughs> he saw them going in. I'd like to think a little bit better of Sala. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. But it's, you know, again, going into that dig site, trying to find where it is. It's just every step along the way, the kind of cat and mouse game. The Nazis have found the map room, but they still can't find the where the arc is and they realize that you know back in the when in the bar fight that Diedrich the or I think it's Diedrich or the 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 other uh the Nazi guy that you know oh excuse me tote tote excuse me tote uh played by uh Ronald Lacey he got the 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 headpiece uh burned on him at that point so they made one and they're digging in the wrong place because he only has markings on the one side the guy points out saying wait a minute says you got to build it this height and then on the back says you have to take it down another one as a as a like you know as a uh as a reverence to god and so that kind of points him in the right direction and that gets the amazing sequence of the well of the souls with all the snakes and every and everything and um and, and yeah the well of souls actually had seven thousand snakes are you serious? Seven thousand. They actually snakes. had snakes. Well, I guess it was the eighties, so yep. yeah, that makes sense. But, Seven thousand oh snakes and cobras, who were the venomous ones, the legit venomous ones, on set, and one crew member was bitten on set by a python. Oh my gosh! No, no, no! <laughs> no. <laughs> Talk about that. Um, it's a blink and you miss it kind of thing, but in the well of the soul scene, you can notice a golden pillar with tiny engravings of R two D two and C three PO. I have always wanted to find that, and I completely forgot to look this time. Yep, it, 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 it's oh a blink, gosh. and you miss it. It, it, it really, it, it is not long on there. But yeah, whenever you get a chance, it, like I, again, there's tons of websites devoted to this. It'll show you exactly the timestamp you need to look for. Um, but it is, it, it's just again another tribute to the like another kind of pathway because in your adventure stories back in the the 30s and 40s just like oh you can't just easily get there i mean the beginning of the movie established that you have to avoid the booby traps and things like that well all these snakes are there you got to be careful you got to find a way to lift it up and again just like typical indy in this movie just when he thinks he's got it you know then you know because marion's proven to be alive and she has this kind of battle with Belloc, battle of wits of who can drink on the table who 
and they're able to basically get it out of her of where Indy is because Indy did come in there, tell her what was going on. And, you know, it's instead they end up getting trapped in there and by luck, they're able to find a way mm-hmm. out. <laughs> it, you know, it's one of those things that's saying, all right, we're going to spend a little disbelief, even though the temple's been there for a while. Yeah, totally. Indy can find a weak point and take those mm-hmm. big dog-like statues and bust through the temple. Yep. But in true Indy fashion, uh, again, another good line where he's trying to, they're trying to get the Ark out of there and he's trying to get the Ark and he's there with Sala and Marion. He says, uh, go back to town, get get us a ride, a boat, anything to get us out of here. And Sala's like, what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to get the Ark. He says, how? He says, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. And that is typical Indiana Jones throughout the entire series. <laughs> you know, at least it's not like the make a plan, execute the plan, alter the plan or whatever the flash quote legend yep. of tomorrow quote or, was. <laughs> or you go with the black adam you have a bad plan is better than no plan at all right yeah yeah <laughs> can i just forget that movie out of my head i'm sorry no we're, we're not going to talk about that <laughs> you can tell when we're we're recording this ladies and gentlemen whenever this airs <laughs> um yes. but i i love the 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 truck chase sequence uh of how you know it's it's again very tropey in the sense of you got to have the chase down and harrison did all his own stunts as much as possible he got injured on set many different times <laughs> imagine that harrison for getting injured like when really oh, well yeah true i mean i even forgot the, the, the other battle uh the other thing right before the whole thing with his fight against the big strong man as you know the planes going in the background yes. um and you know it, it's he sustained like he gets what was it the the out of control plane actually runs over Harrison Ford's knee tearing a ligament in his left leg and so but lucky for him the heat had turned the rubber tire soft so it didn't crush the bone rather than submit to Tunisian healthcare he had his knee wrapped in ice and carried on because that's who Harrison Ford is <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's if that's why some of the shots are done the way they are. Yeah. I mean, again, he's, he, he's the one getting dragged underneath the truck. That is him getting dragged underneath the truck. He sustained several bruises from ribs, uh, from the stunt. And, and he later said, if the stunt was dangerous, we wouldn't have done, we wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. So. That's why you have the truck at such a height. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he said, Oh, I can deal with this. It's, it's not that dangerous. So, um, <laughs> And, and I just love that it, it brings that kind of realism. It brings that kind of grittiness to it at that point. And I just love the, those action set pieces. Like the good thing about this movie is that for every action set piece they have, those action sequences, there is a period of downtime. There is a period. Like yeah. I think it, this movie does a very good job of balance in the character development scenes versus the action scenes. And I think that's what this movie has stood the test of time is not just the charisma and the good characters, but it's just the balance that they strike in for an action adventure movie. Yeah, because that balance is necessary in order to keep people engaged and really have people connect with the character over and over again, no matter how many times you watch mm-hmm. it. And I mean, speaking of the action sequences, like the movie looks incredible. Like mm-hmm. not there's like there's some points where the CGI and like the sky looks just like really awkward um particularly like when they're um before they like open the arc 
the Well of the Souls area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just looks crazy funky. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the movie looks really well. And I was trying to find what it was shot on. But I mean, it doesn't it doesn't look bad. Like it, it really there's like a little bit of graininess. Um, I watched it on Paramount Plus, okay. but it, it it still looks really really good. Yeah, I mean, I've got the I've got the 4K, the recent re-release of the 4K in, in Steelbooks. So that's why I watched it on. But I also have Paramount Plus too. But I was like, ah, if I can watch it on the the physical copy, it's always just a little bit crisper than streaming. Um, yeah, I, my mom wanted to keep her physical copy set. Otherwise, I would have taken that one. So. <laughs> um, but when you you bring up to you know, a couple of things when they're able to, you know, it is a nice sequence where, you know, at, you know, on the boat with Marion and Indy getting that kind of downtime, you know, rekindling that relationship all for him to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, after, b- b- before get uh, before that getting hit in the uh, face with the, the mirror, because gosh darn it, that <laughs> I felt that man's pain. Yeah, because you just got ill. <laughs> and I still did that. I do it every time, no matter what happens. Um. It's like, dang, he's just so beat up. And then you go beat him up again. <laughs> and probably yeah. one of the only places that wasn't hurting. Well, especially like one of the one of the big kind of ever like I always have this, but I'll headcanon it away at that point, you know, when they board the ship and they are able to um take the arc, take Marion at that point, and they can't find find Indy. And it's like, how does Indy get on like how, he didn't board the sub? He, my theory is like he held onto the periscope and just kind of <laughs> with his whip and just kind of coasted there. It's like that. Do you really believe this? And I don't know. Do you have any other better theory? Because I don't. Because yeah, because that was another question that kind of this last viewing brought up was like, wait, that's a submarine. Yeah. And I know they didn't really go like super far. From, I guess they did kind of go relatively far, mm-hmm. but it's just like. Yeah. How did he get there? Because the hatch was closed, definitely mm-hmm. closed. Yeah, and so it's one of those like, oh, okay, we'll just accept this, and you know, he eventually catches up with them. But like you said, like he'll he won't blow up the ark and won't kill Marion, and so they end up getting mm-hmm. captured, and they do this huge kind of sequence. And this is where originally this movie was gonna get its R rating because um, not only in the in the making of in 2001 but also in the recent if you go to disney plus and watch uh the the uh industrial light and magic documentary the five or six part documentary which is outstanding highly recommend it they go into this of like the special effects ilm used um and so where they use a vacuum machine a time-lapse heat gun and a shotgun respectively and when the movie in order to create the kind of melting faces and things like that and then the explosion of, of Belloc at the end. And when they submitted it for the MPA rating, it was given an R rating because of the exploding head. So in order to lower the rating, um, the flames were superimposed over this image, and the result was an appearance of a head exploding behind a dense curtain of flames. And then the rating was lowered from an R to PG because at the time, PG-13 was not created. That would go to Indiana Jones, Last Cruise, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is why that rating was created because of that movie. I had seen that because I had clicked on Temple of Doom um, before we started. And I was like, 
oh, Temple of Doom created PG-13? Well, mm. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And so it's just really cool because if you watched that behind the scenes of, of ILM, they really take you through kind of how it was created, the molds and things like that to kind of in the time lapse to kind of melt the faces and make it look as realistic without looking as cheesy as possible. Okay. But I want to put this out there because I saw this. Um, I'm a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, and they put this out <laughs> there um, that it, it was from the episode um, The Raiders Minimization, and they state that Indian Jones plays no role in the final outcome of the story since despite his best effort, the Nazis still end up obtaining the Ark and killing themselves by opening it. In the absence of Indiana Jones, the Nazis would have stolen the headpiece from Marion, made correctly proportioned staff of Ra, and discovered the Ark themselves. It stands to reason that many of the Nazis would have been killed during the first opening of the Ark, but that they would have eventually figured out how to use the Ark as a weapon by keeping their eyes shut. However, it was Indiana Jones' presence at the end that make the make the difference. He finally recovers the Ark after it killed the Nazis on the island and delivered to the United States, thus keeping it out of Germans' hands. Also, Indy's intervention undoubtedly saved Marion from being tortured and killed by the Nazis' headpiece. So, as the penultimate scene points out, at least he got the girl. <laughs> yeah. So. And he got paid really well. He, so. he got he got paid, but he says, like, where is the Ark? He says, we've got it in a safe location. It's been studied. And he's like, where? We can't tell you where. This is where it's being studied. <laughs> by who? Top men. And, and that And originally, the scene ended... Uh, where Indiana Jones and Marcus meet with the army, with those army intelligence people, and so the filmmakers realized there was no resolution for Indy and Marion, so they they later shot that scene very quickly on the steps of San Francisco City Hall, very last minute, just to kind of bring some conclusion to it. And it is, um, I love you know the ending where we see the Ark being put into this box and being put and stored in this warehouse where all these other amazing probably artifacts are that'll never see the light of day. And I love the payoff we get in the fourth movie. That's one of the things I do like about the fourth movie is the payoff that we do get with, with it being in the same location. Um, But yeah, this is the only Indiana Jones film to be nominated for best picture. Um, It is in 1999 Raiders of the Lost Ark was added to the national film registry by the United States library of Congress. So it'll be forever preserved. Um, in case things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that always makes me not rest. Yep. In, in case things happen, but it's, I just, and just John Williams score, the Raiders March is just for, for years, years. It was the ringtone to my phone because that's how much of a devoted <laughs> Indian Jones fan. And like, I, I've got a character behind me, uh, me being an Indian Jones. I'm looking at my movie poster of last, last crusade. I've got two Indiana Jones action figures. I've got a Indiana Jones bear upstairs at that point, a little mini bear that one of my aunts gave me for my birthday at that point. Like I've played my go-to costume when I'm lazy and I don't think about what I want to be for Halloween will be Indiana Jones because I have literally the entire getup. I'm probably being it this year because I have no idea and I haven't done that costume in a number of years. So it's time to break it back <laughs> out of mothballs because it's remember as, as, as Indy says, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's not the, it, not the, it was, it's, it, it, it's not the years. It's, it's the not mileage. the years. It's the mileage at that point. It just, Gets better with fine fine wine, so <laughs> just like whiskey. Yes, 
So, um, yeah, no, I, I love this movie so much. And yeah, uh, it's got, uh, it received five awards at the 1982 Academy Awards, as well as uh, those awards were for Best Art Direction, Best Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Sound Editing, and Best Visual Effects, and received a further four nominations for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, and Best Original Score. Um, Golden Globes, it had one nomination for Best Director, mm-hmm. and at the Saturn Awards, uh, it won Best Fantasy Film, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, Best Music, Best Writing, and Best Special Effects. Uh, and BAFTA, Best Production mm-hmm. Design. And, and AFI is definitely on their AFI Top 100 Movies of All Time. Um, you know, it's it's even though Spielberg calls it a, a B-movie, it's elevated, my opinion, to A status because, again, like, so many action-adventure movies can point to like you you cannot like there's so many different movies you can point to like that take their cues from indiana jones you know and and raiders lost ark in the series at that point like you know it's it's a testament to test of time not just like harrison ford a amazing character actor and he is getting to not only he has closed out his time with han solo he is closing out his time with indiana jones like how many people can say how many actors and actresses can say that he's not just known for one franchise. He is known for two and they've continue on. I mean, they're telling stories, continue to tell the stories of Han Solo (laughs) in the books and in comics. And it's just like his likeness, his character and same thing with Indiana Jones though. They continued series. Like one of my favorite, um, continuations of this was the uh the fate of atlantis and it's there are so many different books young adult novels like i i look forward to the day i can introduce indiana jones to my kids like they're going to see me dressed up and they're not going to have any idea of what i'm going to be what daddy's dressed as this year like they 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 have no frame of reference to it because yeah they're too young for it right now but that day will come and it'll be a good day because i will I'll remember the time when my dad introduced me to Indiana Jones and it, it's just one of those that I, it, it's a movie that again, we're, we're talking about 2022 and they're doing Indiana Jones five. Like mm-hmm. a, after a sequel prior to that, that many people thought you have just killed the franchise yep. <laughs> and they're finding a way. And, and I'll say it over and over again until I see it. I have very high hopes for the movie. I I truly believe that even if it's Spielberg not in the director's chair, Mangold is going to do a fine job and bring. There was a reason Harrison Ford came back for one more time and that never gave up hope. So, yeah, especially after Logan, I have absolute confidence in Mangold to have another final conclusion for one of the IP's best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just just like uh Hugh Jackman was even though he's I wouldn't yeah. say ruining it but like most most people are like he's ruining it well most people on Twitter anyways nah so. I liked it I'm, I'm good with it like I said he's now got he's going like you said he's bringing two to two to bringing franchises to a close <laughs> yeah so oh but... no I was talking about Hugh Jackman ruining Logan because he's going to Deadpool 3 oh no he's not <laughs> no he's no. not yes yeah, he's not 
I respect your opinion, but I disagree with you fundamentally on that. So, <laughs> so, but you know, one, one thing before we close and we'll, we'll kind of say this too, is like, I know there's going to be a day that they're going to reboot this franchise. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And I'm okay with that because I have these movies. I have Raiders. And, and as long as they are honoring, as long as they're going to honor the character and what Ford established and what Spielberg established at that point, as long as they get the essence of the character, let whoever, male, female, whoever, takes on the part of Indiana Jones next. You got big shoes to fill. But again, I look forward to you look forward to the next adventure because the adventure continues. Exactly. Um, no, and I, I would completely agree. As I always say on Star Wars, you always have what has come before if you hate something new. Just leave it alone. Let other people enjoy yep. it and go enjoy what you love. Yep. So, exactly. uh, no, I completely agree with you on um, most parts uh, because I think women should get their own roles and important franchises. So, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, is there anything, uh, is there anything else you want to say about this movie or anything? No, I let I, you I, come on. Cause you're the expert. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. I mean, I think that, I think I've kind of said all kind of the, the some of my favorite scenes, some of the kind of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, in my rankings of, of indie, um, this is number two for me. Okay. I won't say what's ah. after it. I won't say what's before it because that's what we'll get to at that point. But it is number two. And, and if some people say that, how could you say that the, it's the original? I said, there's a special reason why it's not my number. It's not my number one. So. I get you. Yeah. No, I think for me, this is actually number two as well. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, and I'm not copying you or anything. I just had to think about it for a second. I was like, yeah, this is number two for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, this film, uh, it's one of the few films that my mom will always watch, uh, because my mom hates watching like action movies, like with utmost mm -hmm. passion. So this is one that she will always kind of sit down for and actually put her phone away and watch, um, which has it made it like a special movie in my mm -hmm. household, um, just to kind of bring all of our family together with <laughs> me, my parents and my three siblings. So yeah, uh, it will always be here and it always will have a special, this franchise, not just this movie will always have a special place uh, in my heart. So uh, with that, I'm going to make a mark for an ad break at 45 minutes and we will jump. Uh, we will come right back uh, to talk about uh, what, just a film we watched recently. So with that, we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, I, I know, Chris, I put you on the spot because I told you uh, we weren't doing this anymore. But um, I know you've watched a film recently. I mean, we kind of alluded to it. <laughs> so uh, what have you watched recently? Um, I have watched um because i realized i've seen the first three screen movies but i've only seen parts of four and i have not seen the the fifth one at, at this point so i said all right i'm i'm gonna get to my last two in that in that franchise so i watched this past weekend uh scream four 
and wow (laughs) (laughs) um it is uh it it is literally a parody of itself and i think that's what it was aiming for at at so many different points with the false openings and but what i do love about the franchise and from what i hear they did they're do they did really well with the fifth one is that they are able to take what was going on at the time with horror and make it uh, reflect what was going on in the horror franchise and, and, and what was going to be pot, what was going to be good or bad or ugly with what was going on with horror. And so I, I kind of enjoyed what it was. And again, I, I, I like horror movies. I wouldn't call myself like, I would like all horror movies because sometimes the, gruesome slasher sometimes it's just like it just depends what it is at that point but i enjoy scream because it, it's it's a lovely commentary on the horror franchise interesting yeah i've seen bits and pieces of the scream franchise and decided ultimately it wasn't for me um knowing my um predisposed nature towards not liking horror movies that's interesting um for me i'm ticket to paradise uh i just saw it in theaters Great film all around. Um, George Clooney and Julia Roberts are outstanding. Uh, and I need to see them in more movies. Um, because this was absolutely great. I could not stop laughing the entire time. Matt even got mad at me for a portion where I just started cackling just a little too loudly, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's too late to go see it in theaters. But mm. make sure you check it out, uh, whether it hits whether it's on streaming or uh, just renting it on Amazon or something, because it's outstanding and it's just a great time all around. So I, I can make one plug to something streaming I'm watching. I'm not done with it yet at the time of this recording. Uh, Paramount Plus, uh, The Offer with Miles Teller. Huh? It, okay. it, is, it is about the the story behind the the making of The Godfather. And it, 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 it can't. I'd seen it for a while, and I'm a I'm a huge, huge, huge Godfather fan. And um, our buddy Scott had had watched it, and had it came highly recommended from him. I was gonna watch it, but when he said like you're gonna want to watch the trilogy right after it, at the very least, you're gonna want to <laughs> watch um, one, at least the one, because right now I'm about. I'm on episode six and it's a 10 episodes mini series and it's just, you know, again, like with everything, dramatization, things like that. But knowing I like seeing, cause I I've looked up uh, all the stuff, how the behind the scenes chaos of this, how this movie got made is still amazing to me because of everything working against it from just the book itself being optioned is just amazing that this movie ever came about. <laughs> it says it Miles Teller does an amazing job playing uh um Ruddy who's who was the main producer of this movie of The Godfather. So so highly recommended. Ten episodes hour each. Lot of a lot of like I, I do a lot of oh I know him. I know that actor or <laughs> I, like it, it's because you have people that are portraying Al, Pac- Al Pacino. And, um, you know, Marlon Brando and James Caan. And it's just like, wow, it's not just a character. You guys really did it. You guys are. <laughs> so. That's so interesting. I have actually never seen The Godfather. Okay. Um, Neither is Aaron. So... Neither is Aaron. She keeps on reminding <laughs> me. So are we going to start watching it? I said, 
we will. I just you have to be in the right mood to watch it because I know she likes dramas, but I know being how long The Godfather is, um, it is that. And then um, you know, the, always the question I'll get is like, well, when you get to part three, what are you going to watch? Are you going to watch a theatrical or are you going to watch? Uh, the Godfather Coda, and I said the Godfather Coda because that is how Coppola wanted it to be done. So, gotcha. Well, clearly we'll have to do the Godfather at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so that's what I'm watching. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm watching a lot of stuff recently, but something that's not Star Wars or Marvel or Lord of the Rings or House of the Dragon related. If you haven't listened to it, go back in time and listen to Matt and I talk about House of the Dragon for all 10 episodes. We did all 10 episodes. So great shameless plug there because uh, that finale was something right there. I guess that'll, that'll be my thing. House of the yeah. Dragon. <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, uh, tell us where they can find you. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Balga and my two shows on the Geek Ultimate Alliance network are World's Finest True Believers. You can follow that at Finest Believers and then Marvel Alliance at Marvel A Podcast. Awesome. And Chris, I really appreciate you doing this with me. It's always fun having you here. Um, And I know I didn't talk a whole lot, but I really am similar to what Scott did with uh, Blade Runner. It's just fascinating. Like all these fun facts. This is why I bring other people on so that I can listen and learn. And I hope y'all learn something too, uh, those who are listening. So uh, y'all, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Slice of Katie. Uh, this show you can find on Twitter. It's at Slice of Thumb One on Twitter. Uh, my other show on the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast network is on Twitter as well. It's at Star Wars Alliance without the A. And the war is very important. Don't forget it. Uh, and with that, I want to show everyone a great day or night, whatever time of day you are listening, and we will see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Later.